host, Uriah Beagle, and with me today is Pastor Riley Halliday. Join us as we experience God's Word together and grow in our relationship with Him. Today, we'll be reading from the Berean Standard Bible. The reading plan we're following is the one-year chronological Bible. Today is day number 37, and we'll be reading from the book of Exodus, chapters 16, 17, 18, and 19. Let's dive in. Exodus chapter 16. On the fifteenth day of the second month, after they had left the land of Egypt, the whole congregation of Israel set out from Elim and came to the desert of Sin, which is between Elin and Sinai. And there, in the desert, they all grumbled against Moses and Aaron. If only we had died by the Lord's hand in the land of Egypt, they said. There we sat by pots of meat and ate our fill of bread, but you have brought us into this desert to starve this whole assembly to death. Then the Lord said to Moses, Behold, I will rain down bread from heaven for you. Each day the people are to go out and gather enough for that day. In this way I will test whether or not they will follow my instructions. Then on the sixth day, when they prepare what they bring in, it will be twice as much as they gather on the other days. So Moses and Aaron said to all the Israelites, This evening you will know that it was the Lord who brought you out of the land of Egypt. And in the morning you will see the Lord's glory, because he has heard your grumbling against him. For who are we that you should grumble against us? And Moses added, The Lord will give you meat to eat this evening, and bread to fill you in the morning, for he has heard your grumbling against him. Who are we? Your grumblings are not against us, but against the Lord. Then Moses said to Aaron, Tell the whole congregation of Israel, Come before the Lord, for he has heard your grumbling. And as Aaron was speaking to the whole congregation of Israel, they looked towards the desert, and there, in a cloud, the glory of the Lord appeared. Then the Lord said to Moses, I have heard the grumbling of the Israelites. Tell them at twilight you will eat meat, and in the morning you will be filled with bread. Then you will know that I am the Lord your God. That evening quail came and covered the camp, and in the morning there was a layer of dew around the camp. When the layer of dew had evaporated, there were thin flakes on the desert floor, as fine as frost on the ground. When the Israelites saw it, they asked one another, What is it? For they did not know what it was. So Moses told them, It is the bread that the Lord has given you to eat. This is what the Lord has commanded. Each one is to gather as much as he needs. You may take an omer for each person in your tent. So the Israelites did this. Some gathered more and some less. When they measured it by the omer, he who gathered much had no excess, and he who gathered little had no shortfall. Each one gathered as much as he needed to eat. Then Moses said to them, No one may keep any of it until morning. But they did not listen to Moses. Some people left part of it until morning, and it became infested with maggots and began to smell. So Moses was angry with them. Every morning each one gathered as much as he needed, and when the sun grew hot it melted away. On the sixth day they gathered twice as much food, two omers per person, and all the leaders of the congregation came and reported this to Moses. He told them, This is what the Lord has said. Tomorrow is to be a day of complete rest, a holy Sabbath to the Lord. So bake what you want to bake, and boil what you want to boil. Then set aside whatever remains, and keep it until morning. So they set it aside until morning, as Moses had commanded, and it did not smell or contain maggots. Eat it today, Moses said, because today is a Sabbath to the Lord. 
Today you will not find anything in the field. For six days you may gather, but on the seventh, the Sabbath, it will not be there. Yet on the seventh day some of the people went out to gather, but they did not find anything. Then the Lord said to Moses, How long will you refuse to keep my commandments and instructions? Understand that the Lord has given you the Sabbath. This is why on the sixth day he will give you bread for two days. On the seventh day everyone must stay where he is. No one may leave his place. So the people rested on the seventh day. Now the house of Israel called the bread manna. It was white like coriander seed and tasted like wafers made with honey. Moses said, This is what the Lord has commanded. Keep an omer of manna for the generations to come, so that they may see the bread I fed you in the wilderness when I brought you out of the land of Egypt. So Moses told Aaron, Take a jar and fill it with an omer of manna, then place it before the Lord to be preserved for the generations to come. And Aaron placed it in front of the testimony to be preserved, just as the Lord had commanded Moses. The Israelites ate manna forty years until they came to a land where they could settle. They ate manna until they reached the border of Canaan. Now an omer is a tenth of an ephah. Exodus chapter 17 Then the whole congregation of Israel left the desert of Sin, moving from the place as the Lord commanded. They camped at Raphanim, but there was no water for the people to drink. So the people contended with Moses, Give us water to drink. Why do you contend with me? Moses replied. Why do you test the Lord? But the people thirsted for water there, and they grumbled against Moses. Why have you brought us out of Egypt to make us and our children and livestock die of thirst? Then Moses cried out to the Lord, What should I do with these people? A little more and they will stone me. And the Lord said to Moses, Walk on ahead of the people and take some of the elders of Israel with you. Take along in your hand the staff with which you struck the Nile and go. Behold, I will stand there before you by the rock at Horeb. And when you strike the rock, water will come out of it for the people to drink. So Moses did this in the sight of the elders of Israel. He named the place Massa and Meribah because the Israelites quarreled and because they tested the Lord saying, Is the Lord among us or not? After this, the Amalekites came and attacked the Israelites at Rephidim. So Moses said to Joshua, Choose some of our men and go out to fight the Amalekites. Tomorrow I will stand on the hilltop with the staff of God in my hand. Joshua did as Moses had instructed him and fought against the Amalekites, while Moses, Aaron, and Hur went up to the top of the hill. As long as Moses held up his hands, Israel prevailed. But when he lowered them, Amalek prevailed. When Moses' hands grew heavy, they took a stone and put it under him and sat on it. Then Aaron and Hur held up his hands, one on each side, so that his hands remained steady until the sun went down. So Joshua overwhelmed Amalek and his army with the sword. Then the Lord said to Moses, Write this on a scroll as a reminder and recite it to Joshua, because I will utterly blot out the memory of Amalek from under heaven. And Moses built an altar and named it, The Lord is my banner. Indeed, he said, a hand was lifted up toward the throne of God. The Lord will war against Amalek from generation to generation. Exodus chapter 18 Now Moses' father-in-law Jethro, the priest of Midian, heard about all that God had done for Moses and his people Israel, and how the Lord had brought Israel out of Egypt. After Moses had sent back his wife Zipporah, his father-in-law Jethro had received her, along with her two sons. 
One son was named Gershom, for Moses had said, I have been a foreigner in a foreign land. The other son was named Eleazar, for Moses had said, The God of my father was my helper and delivered me from the sword of Pharaoh. Moses' father-in-law Jethro, along with Moses' wife and sons, came to him in the desert, where he was encamped at the mountain of God. He sent word to Moses, I am your father-in-law Jethro. I am coming to you with your wife and her two sons. So Moses went out to meet his father-in-law and bowed down and kissed him. They greeted each other and went into the tent. When Moses recounted to his father-in-law all that the Lord had done to Pharaoh and the Egyptians for Israel's sake, all the hardships they had encountered along the way and how the Lord had delivered them. And Jethro rejoiced over all the good things the Lord had done for Israel, whom he had rescued from the hands of the Egyptians. Jethro declared, Blessed be the Lord! who has delivered you from the hand of the Egyptians and of Pharaoh, and who has delivered the people from the hand of the Egyptians. Now I know that the Lord is greater than all the other gods, for he did this when they treated Israel with arrogance. Then Moses' father-in-law Jethro brought a burnt offering and sacrifices to God, and Aaron came with all the elders of Israel to eat bread with Moses' father-in-law in the presence of God. The next day Moses took his seat to judge the people, and they stood around him from the morning until evening. When his father-in-law saw all that Moses was doing for the people, he asked, What is this that you are doing for the people? Why do you sit alone as judge with all the people standing around you from the morning till evening? Because the people come to inquire of God, Moses replied. Whenever they have a dispute, it is brought to me to judge between one man and another, and I make known to them the statutes and laws of God. But Moses' father-in-law said to him, What you are doing is not good. Surely you and these people will wear yourselves out, because the task is too heavy for you alone. You cannot handle it alone. Now listen to me, I will give you some advice, and may God be with you. You must be the people's representative before God, and bring their causes to him. Teach them the statutes and laws, and show them the way to live and the work they must do. Furthermore, select capable men from among the people, God-fearing, trustworthy men who are averse to dishonest gain. Appoint them over the people as leaders of thousands, of hundreds, of fifties, and of tens. Have these men judge the people at all times. Then they can bring you any major issue, but all minor cases they can judge on their own, so that your load may be lightened as they share it with you. If you follow this advice and God so directs you, then you will be able to endure and all these people can go home in peace. Moses listened to his father-in-law and did everything he said. So Moses chose capable men from all Israel and made them heads over the people as leaders of thousands, of hundreds, of fifties, and of tens. And they judged the people at all times. They would bring difficult cases to Moses, but any minor issue they would judge themselves. Then Moses sent his father-in-law on his way, and Jethro returned to his own land. Exodus chapter 19 In the third month, on the same day of the month that the Israelites had left the land of Egypt, they came to the wilderness of Sinai. After they had set out from Raphanim, they entered the wilderness of Sinai, and Israel camped there in front of the mountain. Then Moses went up to God, and the Lord called to him from the mountain. This is what you are to tell the house of Jacob and explain to the sons of Israel. You have seen for yourselves what I did to Egypt and how I carried you on eagles' wings and brought you to myself. Now, if you will indeed obey my voice and keep my covenant, you will be my treasured possession out of all the nations, for the whole earth is mine. 
and unto me you shall be a kingdom of priests, a holy nation. These are the words that you are to speak to the Israelites. So Moses went back and summoned the elders of the people and set before them all the th- these words that the Lord had commanded him. And the people answered together, We will do everything the Lord has spoken. So Moses brought their words back to the Lord. The Lord said to Moses, Behold, I will come to you in a dense cloud, so that the people will hear when I speak with you, and they will always put their trust in you. And Moses relayed to the Lord what the people had said. Then the Lord said to Moses, Go to the people and consecrate them today and tomorrow. They must wash their clothes and be prepared by the third day, for on the third day the Lord will come down on Mount Sinai in the sight of all the people. And you are to set up a boundary for the people around the mountain and tell them, Be careful not to go up on the mountain or touch its base. Whoever touches the mountain shall surely be put to death. No hand shall touch him, but he will surely be stoned or shot with arrows, whether man or beast. He must not live. Only when the ram's horn sounds a long blast may they approach the mountain. When Moses came down from the mountain to the people, he consecrated them and they washed their clothes. Be prepared for the third day, he said to the people. Do not draw near to a woman. On the third day, when morning came, there was thunder and lightning. A thick cloud was upon the mountain, and a very loud blast of the ram's horn went out, so that all the people in the camp trembled. Then Moses brought the people out of the camp to meet with God, and they stood at the foot of the mountain. Mount Sinai was completely enveloped in smoke, because the Lord had descended on it in fire, and the smoke rose like the smoke of a furnace, and the whole mountain quaked violently. And as the sound of the ram's horn grew louder and louder, Moses spoke, and God answered him in the thunder. The Lord descended on to the top of the Mount Sinai and called Moses to, to the summit. So Moses went up and the Lord said to him, Go down and warn the people not to break through to see the Lord, lest many of them perish. Even the priests who approach the Lord must consecrate themselves or the Lord will break out against them. But Moses said to the Lord, The people cannot come up to Mount Sinai, for you solemnly warn us, put a boundary around the mountain and set it apart as holy. And the Lord replied, Go down and bring Aaron with you. But the priests and the people must not break through to come up to the Lord, or he will break out against them. So Moses went down to the people and spoke to them. Dear Heavenly Father, thank you for your words of wisdom that you provide to us. Thank you for watching over your people and being so faithful to us in our times of crisis, in our times of worry, and in our times of need. Thank you for working these miracles and signs so that we can see your power in the world. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Amen. Day 37, breaking out in an interesting illusion considering the name of our podcast and the church we're from. Shout out to Man of Church. Yeah, yeah, we get (laughs) Man of Church. We get God giving the people as they complain again, Mm. be like, please put us back in slavery. We would have been better there. We had food. We had abuse. We had all these great things. Mm. And they forget just how harsh it was because they're hungry. Yeah. And God still provided for them even in this time. Yeah, even, I mean, as we read through that, the first thought I had, I'm like, wait, they eat food in heaven? I mean, <laughs> like, like that's the origin. That's the source of this manna. You know, what is it? Like, it's bread from heaven. So, again, that just kind of makes my mind wander when I read scripture. I'm like, okay, so... 
there's some type of sustenance. There's something we need to consume to continue to live in, in heaven, apparently. Mm. So I thought that was a neat picture. And then the other thought I had was, if God didn't provide this, what were they going to eat? I mean, all of their enemies are also out here, and somehow they live in this desert. So, I, again, I'm kind of alluding towards, you know, once they do go into the promised land, they have to learn this skill of taking resources from their enemies. And so I'm just wondering, maybe they weren't ready to start doing that, Maybe you know, things we don't step into because, oh, I'm not quite there yet, so I'm going to whine and complain to God, and God meets them right where they are. So again, just some some thoughts. But. Well, we already actually saw that in the previous chapters when it was saying God directed them away from the land because they, they weren't were not ready. ready. That's good. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, so that's a, a very reasonable thought process. And then he, he brought them more things. They were hungry for meat, so he gave them the quail. They God's good. Come thirsty, on. so he had Moses slap a rock with his staff. Yeah, yeah. And we'll see that again later, um, but in a less positive manner. Yeah. As you said earlier, uh, Moses gets promoted, but he doesn't act like he got promoted. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. Transitioning from that, though, we have their first battle. The Amalekites. Yeah, the Amalekites come after him. So an aggressor comes after them and strikes at them. Oh, yeah. And then as a... I guess that was just a small raid or something, because then they attack back afterwards. Mm-hmm. Yep. So it wasn't an immediate massive battle. Right. But God sends them out into battle, and he has, they have Joshua lead, the military. Yeah, the troops. Yeah, he's in the trenches. And he's out there fighting. And as long as Moses keeps his hands raised up, they're winning. Yeah. But if his shoulders get tired, they start losing. Yep. There's a great picture there Come on. of that we don't have to do everything alone so god good. sends other people to us to praise god and to serve god together that's right because he has aaron miriam and other people who can Her. lift his yeah. hands up yeah yeah i'm also seeing some um not quite leadership principles but just maybe some walking with god principles that i think joshua's learning because much like you know, Moses, what you alluded to, speak to the rock. And he said, well, I know this works, so I'm going to do what works because the pressure's getting to me. Like everyone's complaining. I know if I hit it, it'll work. And so I wonder if in these trenches, Joshua learned that I can trust God because Joshua can't keep Moses' arms up because he's down there actively fighting and he's probably doing his best. And the results of he's doing the work, but the results don't depend on him. Hmm. It depends on something outside of what he's doing. And so I just think about that moment, another battle we see Joshua in, where he says, sun stand still. He spoke to a rock that's a ball of gas, a light year away, and confident. He didn't pray. He didn't ask God. He just spoke to the rock. So again, I wonder, the young man Joshua's learning these things right here in this moment. He even holds out his sword towards the city. And as long as he held it out, again, you see this pattern. As long as he held out that sword, they would take the city. Wow. So again, mentoring, uh, there's so much we can learn from the generation that went before us. It's not like they're just bad and they dropped the ball. It's like, no, there's something sweet in here that's for us that we need to grab. Wow. And God gave us, going back to Genesis, God gave us dominion over the earth. Come on. 
he has the power to help us have dominion over other things. That's in right. The universe. Dude. That's right. You know, if he ordains it, and you're supposed to be the guy who moves the sun a little bit to the left. Hey, push pause. Why not? Yeah. <laughs> It's incredible. And it goes into how God gives a chain of command. Mm. And here we have Moses yeah, through his father-in-law Jethro having some wisdom. Absolutely. Telling him about how to exercise a good chain of command. Because we know here in the church especially, like, Riley, you do all the work. Oh, yeah. No, I don't. By yourself, right? <laughs> Absolutely not. And that's a quick way, just like Jethro told Moses, that'll kill you and it'll kill the people you're leading. And again, this pattern, we know Jethro's a priest, so he knows the ways of God. God's been speaking to him. He's been teaching him. And so we worship a God who, when he created things, created a rank structure. Like he created angels and different beings to govern certain spheres in creation. And so if God's humble enough to delegate his authority, we as humans got to embrace that. Mm-hmm. You, you can't be everyone to everybody. Build a team. Surround yourself with great people. Just like Moses with Aaron and her right there on that mountain. And Jethro being a great priest says, this is the chain of command if God wants it to be Come on. your chain of command. Come on. And God continues to talk through these times and blesses that. And then he descends to the earth again. Yeah, what a day. <laughs> yeah, well, what a three days. Yeah, yeah. You had to get consecrated and... um. I think the thing as we read that that kept sticking out to me was the number of times God was like, hey, make sure the people don't don't touch this mountain. And I think initially we read that with a little bit of fear. It's like, oh, God's going to hurt everybody. But it's like, I think what he was saying, he's like, these people, they have to wait to experience me. They can't experience me in in my raw fullness of my goodness, but they're going to want to. These people are going to want, like Moses, make sure those boundaries are in place because when they see me, they're going to want me. But we know what's coming next. It's quite the opposite. When they see God, they're afraid. And they say, hey, Moses, you deal with God. We'll just deal with you. And so I think that's kind of the error within a lot of our Western church context. It's like, hey, Mm -hmm. pastor, you do devotions. You read the Bible and tell me what the Bible says. As opposed to, well, y'all just come up this mountain and, and come spend time with God. I know it can be intimidating, but he wants you here but we got to obey him. I think that's the key. So What a great way to end it. You need to focus as our audience and even as us, we need to focus on our time that we spend with God. And this reading that we're doing should be about you spending time with God on, in man. his word. Thank you for being with us. We look forward to being with you tomorrow for day number 38 of the Bible in a Year with Manna.